We're on Daf Chafav Amad Aleph, the third line. Tanya Kavasedu of Shila. Daf is being given as a chesed for Shalema for Chaim Yishu Ayelib and Masha and all those that were injured in Meron on Lagbaimer. Third line. Tanya Kavasedu of Shila. We left off yesterday in the middle of discussing a brisa that was a raya to Reb Shila and a brisa that was a raya to Rav. Brisa that was a raya to Rav who says Kriyas Hagever is talking about the. Um, Shamash who would call out to wake up the Kohanim in the morning, and Rav Shila who said Kriyas Hagever what means the rooster crowing. So now it's Tanya Kavasid Rav Shila, Raisa like Rav Shila, that says that Kriyas Hagever is a rooster crowing. But the the Raisa says the Rav Shila somebody who goes out on his own alone at night Kohanim Kriyas Hagever Dome Ruvaisha somebody who goes out on his own should say Hayotil Derech Yichidi. Or Yichidi, but um, somebody who goes out by himself, middle of the night, before the rooster crows, so then his blood is on his own head. It brought, he brought it upon himself that he was able to be injured by Mazikin and or killed by Mazikin. says until the rooster crows a second time. until it crows a third time. Which rooster are we talking about? But not one that does it too early, and not one that does it late, but one that does it pretty much on time, in the middle. So we see from here that Kriya Segever means the rooster crowing. When Klal Yisrael would be oil the regal and come to the base of Migdash and Kippur, so they would sit together, they would stand in the base of Migdash, Tzfufen, crowded, and shoulder to shoulder, Rashi Yud says it's a lashon of that they were floating on the ground. They were so packed together, like sardines, that they couldn't move right or left, forward or back, and their feet were lifted up off the ground because of all, because of how many people there. However, when they bowed down before the Rebbeinu Shlom, they had all the space that they needed. It was nice. They had daladamas, and each person had his own daladamas to go ahead and be mishdachava to do to to bow down in that way. Nobody else would hear the vidui that they said while they were bowing down, so that they shouldn't be embarrassed. And they would, it would stretch out eleven amas behind the kodesh hakadoshim. Where it says, "Micah Amar," what does it mean that? What, what does this mean that it says when Nishachan achas achas esrei ama achari hakaparis that it stretched out? You tell me that from then you tell me it was revachim, but if they stretched out when it was time to bow down, that they stretched out behind the kaparis, so then. Well, that that's not much of an ace. They used more space. They stood together, squashed. But when it came time to to bail down, they spread out. That that's not what what an ace is. Says Hachikamer. Afal pishem nimshen mishachem achasrei amo achori beis hakaparis. Even though even though that when they stood, they filled up the entire Aziz Yisrael, and then they went outside the Azara and filled up all along the hallways of the Azara, all the way to behind the Kodesh Hakadoshim. They filled up all of that space. And when they filled up all of that space, and when they were standing there in that space, they stood, squashed together. Still, when they bowed down, they bowed down with space that everybody had daladamas. Now, when they bowed down, they had to come back to the Mizrach to bow down in front of the Kaddish HaKadoshim. So that means everybody who was all behind it and all in the hallways all flowed back into Ezra's Yisrael, and Ezra's Yisrael stretched out so that everybody had daladamas to bow down in front of the Rebbe this is one of ten nisim that was done in the base of Migdash. We learned in the Mishnah, Asar nisim nasu base of Migdash. Ten nisim happened in the base of Migdash. A pregnant woman never had a miscarriage from smelling 
the good smells of the busser hektish that was being cooked. She couldn't eat it because it was hektish, but the smell would create a desire, create a type of her, and a pregnant woman who has a desire for something, it could be dangerous for her and dangerous for the baby. That's why we'll see later on in the Masechta that a pregnant woman who has a craving on Yom Kippur would try to stop it, but today it's not like this, but back then the cravings were so strong that they would have to eat on Yom Kippur. If they had such a craving, they were allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. Try to avoid it. We'll see what helped. But we see that so it's a nice, that even though she had this craving now because of the smell of the basar, still she never had a miscarriage. The, the basar of hektish never went bad, never spoiled. It's sitting out in the base of Migdash, it's shechted in the morning, it's not getting in until later, so then it might spoil, yet it never spoiled. And there was never a a fly never came into the base of Metuchayim where they handled the meat. V'le'ira keri l'koyen gadol miyam kippurim. Koyen gadol never became tamay so keri on yam kippur. V'le'nimtza p'sol ba'oymer u'pshtei alechem b'lechem apanim. And he never had, they never had a p'sol in the oymer shtei alechem or alechem apanim. And the reason why this was an ace was because if they would have had a p'sol in the oymer or the shtei alechem or the lechem apanim, it would cause that you wouldn't be able to bring the carbon. The oymer was they would cut down the exact amount of Sirsa of the Aimer to turn and, 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 and grind it the thirteen times until they brought it. So if they didn't if it was puzzle they wouldn't have it anymore because they cut down the exact amount. And the Lechem Aponim and Shtea Lechem they were made on they were made before Shabbos or before Yantif and the and the baking was not Doicha Shabbos and Yantif. So if the Psal happened on Shabbos or Yantif they wouldn't be able to bring they wouldn't be able to be makar of the shtei alachem or the lachem upon him. So therefore, that was the nace that never happened that they had a psalm. Like we saw earlier, that they stood squashed together, but when they bowed down, they had plenty of space. And a scorpion and a snake never dam- never hurt somebody, never bit somebody, damaged somebody forever in Yerushalayim. And no person ever said to his friend, I can't stay in Yerushalayim, it's just too crowded. Yerushalayim is too crowded for me, and not going to be enough food, not going to be a place for me to sleep. That never happened either. There was always enough space in Yerushalayim and enough food in Yerushalayim for the guests. And Mara asked, Pasach B'Migdash, we see in Yerushalayim. We started off with the Nisim, the Besam Migdash, and then we finished off with the last two were Nisim that happened in Yerushalayim. So how, how you, we said, Asara Nisim Nasu B'Migdash. There were ten Nisim that were in the Besam Migdash, but you left off two. You counted eight, and then two from Yerushalayim. Says Ikatarti Achronaisa. There were two other ones. There were two other Nisim in the Beis Hamikdash. The Sanyu we learned in Brisa Me'Olam LaKavu Gisham Eish Shalatzay Meracha. Number one of the two is that the rain never put out the fire of the Atzay Meracha. Va'Ashin Hamaracha Afilu Kol Ruches Shabayim Bayis Menashabes by Ein Mezizus Eisim Kama. And the second Nis was that the smoke of the Meracha that came up from the smoke of the Mizbeach. Even all the winds of the world came and blew it. Still, they would blow. If the strongest winds blowing every di- every directions, it wouldn't cause it to go away from where it was. It would stay going straight up from the Mizbeach. In fact, the Gemara of Sulaqa, there was no more than ten. But Tanya, we learned in the Brisa of Shmaya Bekalnavi or Mikalnavi. Shivrei klicheres Shmaya Bekalnavi taught in Brisa. Shivrei klicheres nevlad in the coming. The Shivrei klicheres that they used to cook the. Kachim, 
would be absorbed in their place. Because what happens? You take kachim kachim, you cook your meat in it. Now there are bleas in the walls of the klicheres from the from the meat from the kachim kachim. So what happens after a day, after the day and the night after you allowed that you have to eat the carbon? It becomes possible enough because there's bleas of the carbon in it. So the only way to kasher a klicheres is to break it. So that's why it's shivik klicheres. So they would break it. It was one-time use klicheres, because it would absorb the hektish, and then it would become pasubalina. So what did they do with it? They would break it there in the base of Megdish, they would break it in the in Kodesh, Makam Kodesh. And it would be broken in Makam Kodesh. And then what they do, they discarded it. So now, if it didn't get absorbed in its place, if the ground didn't swallow it up, what would happen? After a few days, a few weeks, a couple of months, you can have a nice high pile of broken klicheres, just piling up. You'd have a, a nice garbage pile of garbage growing up, um, getting larger and larger in the Beis HaMikdash. So there was a nace that it would, this klicheres would break, would get swallowed up in the ground right there. Vamar Abaya, and Abaya says, The skins and the um, feathers of a bird, uh, that you, they, would, they would take it off and they would, they would discard it, and also the that they took from the Keturus, the, the, the Mizbech Pnimi, and the cleaning out of the menorah, the ashes from the menorah, so also with Nivlam B'mukaymen, because again, these piles will grow, and day in, if you're doing the same thing, day after day after day, if it didn't get absorbed, so then it would create garbage, uh, a pile of garbage in the, in the Azar. So therefore, the, the, that's why there was a nace that it would get absorbed into the ground on its own, and everything would disappear. So you wouldn't have this pile growing. So what do we see, though? We see that we have another two, at least another two, maybe more, two, um, two um, nisim that happened. You had the nivlam of the klicheres and the nivlam of the nutzah, marah, and dishim z'achmanim, and dishim So Gemara says, so what do we see? So it's not ten, it's more than ten. It's at least twelve. It says, Psule Tlasahavu. We said that the Psulim, that the Nase, that you never had a Psul, we said in the first Mishnah, we said that you, were, that you never had a Psul by the Omershtay, Lachem, and Lachem upon him. So that was how many? That was three. Cheshvinu Bichar. Count them, though, all as one, because what was the Nase? The Nase was that they never had a Psul. So you can say all three of them count as one. We're talking about the Nisim of a Psul never happening. Okay, so we're down to one. We're down, we're down now two. Right? Similar says, so apic tray, vile tray. So take out two, right? Count it as one, so you take out two, and you put in two new ones, you put in Rav Shmaya and Abaya's um, count. So that's two. You have the Shivri Kucheres and the Marov and Nutsa Dishim Mizmech Benim, Dishim and we're in Both of those, those two were counted separately, and now you have, you're back to ten. In fact, Gemara, Yihachi, Balu, and Nami, Trey Havu. Balu, and also is two, Cheshben, and Counted as one, right? The same way you counted a psul, even though it was a different nace for each one. It was that this didn't become puzzled, and that you didn't have that the oimer became puzzled. You didn't have that the shteilechem became puzzled. You didn't have the lechem upon him became puzzled, and we counted that all as one. So say do the same thing with nivlan that the shivrei klicheres and the mayor vedutza dishem zmech manimi dishem menorah count as one. So now what? Chasulu, chashbenu bechad chasulu. Now if you count it as one. 
you're down one, you're missing one. Because you're only at nine. Says Ikinami Achritu. There's another nest. Amar Bishuv and Levi. Bishuv and Levi says nest. Gadol Hayy Nasa B'Lechem Abadim. There was a nest by the Lechem Abadim. Selukai Kesidurai. When you removed it, it was like they placed it on at the beginning. Shenemar, like it says in the pasuk, Lashum Lashum Lechem Chaim Biyom Al Kachai to place bread that is hot on the day you take it off. So what was the nest? The nest was that it was Chaim Biyom Al Kachai. It was hot still, as if it was just baked and just came down to the oven on the day you removed it from the. And when the day you took it off the yeah. lechem bottom, when you, in the first, this is the we'll see. Most of this is really the first base of my bish. I don't know that all of them applied in the second base. Yeah, that's what it would be. Or you would see one of the bread. Pretty sure. Could be. <coughs> the sulek affecting water. That's it. There was only ten nisim. service be yudenu mehavisenu. Rebbe said that. We have this Messiah from our fathers, the Makam Aaron in him in Amida, the Makam of the actual Aaron, the two and a half by one and a half of the box in the Aaron, did not count. It was not counted as part of the Mida of the ten by ten in Mishkan. Another Raya that we have that is that the Kruvim that Shlomo Amalek built, they stood Benes. Because the kruvim that Shlomo Hamelach built, he put he built besides the there and he built two kruvim with massive wings, ten foot wings, a wingspan of ten each, and they would stand in. Right, so you would have a five a five foot wing, well, five five armor wing, I said five, five armor wing and a five armor wing going out, and they stood outside the iron. So you had an iron. It was all of. It was 20 amas wide, and they would stand wingtip to wingtip. So you had... Kodesh Kodesh, yes, Kodesh and the was 20 amas. So you'd have four wings, because each one has two wings, so it's four wings. Each wing is five amas, so it's 20 amas, but in between the wings, you would have... In between each set of wings, you would have the body of the kruv, right? because that's how wings come off the shoulders. So what happened to the body of the kruv? That didn't count because the wings were twenty amas in total. So you see that there was benesa yoimdim. Similarly, that the 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 um, the aron also was benesa yoimdim because um, the the gemara says that the aron that Moshe Rabbeinu built, so it had it was eser amas chalruach. There was ten amas, no matter which direction you were standing on the aron, there was ten amas around it. Now. Again, the Kodesh Kedoshim of the Mishkan was all of 20 Amas. So what happened to the, where was the Ar? Right? So you see it was Enum in the Midah. So it stood, because you see that in both of these cases, you see both the, the Ar and the Maishah built and the Kruvim that Shlomo Melch built, that they stood beneath. So you see it's another Nes. It says, Nisi de Baroi Kachashav. Nisi de Gavoi Loi Kachashav. says that Nisim that were of, uh, open to see, that was it was open, it was out there, that was what we counted, but not ones that were inside and not viewable to the public. That we didn't count, right? That was this is in the Kodesh Kedoshim, you couldn't see, so that's why we're not counting it. In fact, also was Nisim de because it was inside the Kodesh. You couldn't see it, it was a door to the Kodesh. Whatever it was, right? depending on the but you couldn't see it. 
So why are you telling me that lechem upon him we counted? So Mar says, no. Yachid lechem upon him, namin yisid gavayu. Lechem upon him, yisid ravrayu. Lechem upon him wasn't yisid gavayu. It wasn't an inside nes. Rather, it was an outward nes. Why? The Amar of Shalakish, Shalakish says, "Ma'ed chsev al shulchan atar, atar mechalashu tamei." It says the pasuk calls the shulchan shulchan atar, which means that it could become tamei. I kliyets asuin lenachas uvchok kliyets asuin lenachas enim kabel tamah. It's a kliyets that's made to rest. It's a table. It's made to rest. It's not meant to move around. So if it's if it's not meant to move around, it's not mechabel tamah because what we learn that kelim that are mechabel tamah from is where do we learn it from? We learn it from the pasuk that says. We compare everything to that sack. The sack, you're able to move it, so too, any cleates would have to be able to be moved full or empty. That, that's what we learn. Otherwise, it's not a kabbaltoma. So, a wood piece of furniture, heavy wood furniture, that you don't move, you don't move can't, or you cannot move it when it's full, so then it's not going to be a kabbaltoma. So why is the shulchan going to be mekabel tuma? It's clear it's a silinachas. It's a table. It's meant to rest, not meant to move. Just like it's not mekabel tuma, it is chaytitz b'neiv tuma. If he was blocking up a hole um, to an entrance, it was blocking up the entrance to a completely sealing up an entrance to a room that had a mace in it. So then it's going to be chaytitz and it's going to stop the tuma from spreading into that room. What is it teaching us that it says Shulchan Atar Melamed that they would lift it up and bring it out to the Kodesh or Achlekes exactly where they brought it to Achlekes Roshanim but um, they would come and show it to the Oyle Regalim to show them they would bring it to the front of the Kodesh they would lift it up and show it so that you would see that the beginning of uh, they would show that the look it's still hot that just like even though it's already the next week it's still hot like when we put it down fresh and because they lifted up the shochan to come show it to the Eilerigalim so it's no longer clear it's a sumenachas it's metaltam olivrekin it's moved whether it's full or empty we moved full or empty therefore it is makabal and that's why it says shochanatar so why did it tell me shochanatar to teach me that this is what they did that they would move it in order for Klal Yisrael to see. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu loves them. But you can also see that they took off the bread. So no, I don't know. Like, you're not allowed to take off the bread. Because it, was, it wasn't the end of the week. They can only take it off at the end they of the week. They can only take it off at the end of the week. That's what Rashi says. But they're also not allowed to take it. Right. But it's also, it also has to have Lechem Padam Tamid. Lechem had to be on there always. You only took it off, I mean, when they replaced it. Wasn't there a certain time when the coin would take off the bread? Shabbos. Shabbos. Right. Every Shabbos right. they would swap right. it. But how did they do it? They replace it immediately with the new one. Right. Only inside, only if you were inside the kain that was inside. Right. The public couldn't see it. The reason why they took the whole shofar is because usually you have to fill out on a weekday. Right. right. Uh, note three. Vesuleka affecting Gemara. Vesuleka. That's it. There was only these nisim. There were more. Vamar Abayshir Abayshir said the Shash Rabbanu Shlomim Beis Hamikdash when the time when Shlomim Melch built the Beis Hamikdash, not to buy kol minei megodim shel zav. You may see in Perisayin bismanam. He planted. Golden trees of exotic fruits, expensive fruits. Well, you might see in Paris, same as Manam, and they would give out, they would give off their fruits in the proper times, whatever the seasons would be for the fruit that he planted. And when the wind would blow in it, Nishrin, they'd fall off. You'd have golden fruit growing in the Beis Where do we see that in the Pasuk? It says, 
The Yiras Kalavonian period, its um, its fruits um, will rustle in, in Lebanon. Right? It's referring Levanian is referring to the base of Megdash. Its fruits will it will rustle. So you hear that when the wind blows, the fruits will bang against each other, and that would be and that's how we see from the Pasuk that there was this nace that this golden trees gave off golden fruit. Sorry. The only, so we come out that the Shulchan was Makabal Tumah? The Shulchan was Makabal Tumah, right, yes, because it was moved. the only Kaili in the basement that says Makabal Tumah? Nothing else was moved. Clichars. All the Clichars were. Besides for the smallest stuff. Neither wasn't moved. Is Bayak, the menorah, the. No, they were not Makabal Tumah. None of them were Makabal Tumah. No, I don't think so. I think only the Shulchan. If they're not moved, then. They're not moved. Right, then they're not Makabal Tumah. Even if they're able to be moved. No, if they're able to be moved, no, if, able to be moved. If it was Asu Lenachas, if you made it that it's not going to be moved, then it's not going to be Makabal Tumah. Yeah. No, it has to be, it has to be it, well, it depends on the intention. If the intention is to move it, then it's not going to be, then it is going to be Makabal Tumah. If it could be moved full and empty. If I have a, a massive box that if I filled it up, I wouldn't be able to move it, then it's not going to be Makabal Tumah. This Be'ach looks pretty massive. This Be'ach is not All right. And when the Nachum came into the Eichel, and the Goyim came into the Eichel, Yovish, they dried up, Shanemar, as it says in the Pasuk, these, these trees dried up, Shanemar, it says, and the flower of Lebanon became devastated. So when the, when the Nachum, the Goyim came in, the Romans came in, or the Romans are, the, the Babylonians came in, Babel came into it, eh? what does it say? Just... Menasha? Ah, uh, when the Avadizara came in. I, I understood it as when it was, before it was destroyed. Uh, so when Menasha came in, so then Hashem dried it out. These trees dried out because he was being over the Avadizara. Shenemar, it says in Pasuk Baruch Hu, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu promises to return it back. Shenemar, it says in the Pasuk, Paroyach Tifrach Vitogal Afgilas Ranan Kvoid Alavonin Nosan Law. Says in Basak, the flowers will sprout, and they will be plenty, abundant, and it will rejoice, even two types of rejoicing, rejoicing and glad song. And the covet of 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 Levonin, Nasan La Hashem will give to it. So you see that Parayh Tifrach, then Nasan La Hashem is going to give it back. Nisi, so Gemara asked, what do you see though? There was another Nis that wasn't counted as part of our count. It says, Nisi Tikavia, like a Nisim, the things that were Kavua and just continued and stayed in its place and just was a Nis that didn't stop in that place. So that we didn't count. We're talking about Nisim that were moved around, that were able to be seen, moved and seen. Or it says, Hashadas Lahi, now that you came up to this reason of Nisi Tikavi, Aaron Rekruvim, Nami Nisi Tikavi, Nino Aaron and the Kruvim also were not counted because they're Nisi that are Kavua, they stayed in that place. It happened in the Kodesh Kedoshim, it wasn't moved, it stayed there always. It's also the nace of the open space, people bowed out. It moved, that's people moving. Right? And it wasn't, uh, and it wasn't a continuous nace, it was only when they bowed uh, down. Right? It had to be, there was a continuous uh, nace there. We said the Ashan and the Maracha wouldn't get blown out. Was there smoke in the Maracha? Batanya, we learned in the Brice of Hamisha, the five things they said about the Isha of the Maracha. What were they? It was, it would, it was squatting like a lion. Um, it was clear like the sun. The Yesh Bamamash had a substance to it. 
and it would burn things up, consume things, whether they were wet or dry. The Enamal Ashan, it didn't have fire, it didn't cause smoke to rise. The Ashan Merachah didn't create smoke. So how are you telling me there was Ashan Merachah? So it says, Ki Ka'amrinan, what we're talking about, the Ashan Merachah, what did that come from? That came from the, not the fire that Akadji Baruch set down, sent down, but the fire that was lit by the Kayanim. Tisanya, we learned in Bryson, but Nasan B'day Aaron, Akoyin, Eshalom, Mizbeach, the Pasuk says, and B'nai Aaron gave, put a place, a fire on the Mizbech, even though a fire came down from Shemayim, still there was a mitzvah for the Hedyah to go ahead and bring a fire. Now, we said, that it was squatting like a lion. It says, I saw that fire with Vutzikah and it was squatting like a dog. It was laying like a dog. It wasn't like a lion. So when it says, Akasha Kamba Mikdash Rishon, Kamba Mikdash Sheni, this is by Mikdash Rishon, it was like a lion. Right? There was power, the, the, the greatness of the Rabbanu Shalom was even greater by the Mikdash Rishon. Kamba Mikdash Sheni, this is Mikdash Sheni, it wasn't, you never, it wasn't Ravitz Kari, didn't show off that same fierceness. Mikdash Sheni, did you even have the Aish by Mikdash Sheni? Ha'amar Rishmo Bar'ina, says, what does it mean in the Pasuk when it says, and I will desire in it and I will bring, give honor to it. I will be honored by it. And we read it. When we read, it's written without a hey, but we read it with a hey. Why was this Pasuk missing the hey? These are the five differences between the Mikdash Rishon and Mikdash Sheni. Five things that did not exist in Mikdash Sheni, but, but were there in Mikdash Rishon. And these are the five things. I'm sorry. I messed up again. Aaron Kaparis Akruvim is one. Eish, Shechina, Ruach HaKadosh, and Urim Vitumim. So you see, those were the five things. So what was not one of the five? What was one of the five things that was missing in Mikdashini? Eish, the fire of the Mizbech. No, in Mahave, Have, they were there. Siul and Misayeya, however, the fire did not help burn or consume anything on the Mizbech. The Yesh, Echelos, Vishayesha, there were things that um, eat and. The, oh, sorry, I skipped a line. Tanra Abanan. There are six different types of fires. It eats, meaning it consumes things of substance, but not does not drink, it doesn't consume liquids. There's things that consume liquid, a fire that consumes liquids and doesn't consume substantive things, food type things. There's a fire that both eats and drinks. I lost place again. There's fire that um, will consume things that are, are wet and dry. It's the same, without, no, no difference between the two. There's a fire that will push away another fire, move the other fire out of its way. There's a fire that eats another fire. So now we're going to explain all six of them. There's fire that eats but does not drink. That's our fires. Right? Our fire doesn't consume liquids. It only consumes dry things. It'll consume dry pieces, whatever it is, things of matter. But it won't. It won't. You put liquid into the fire. It'll put out the fire. It doesn't drink it. I'm sorry. I keep losing the place. Causes it drinks, but it does not eat. Right. That's the people who are sick. The fire of a fever. 
causes people who are sick to be very thirsty to drink and drink and drink, but they have no appetite to eat. Eichelos v'shayset Eliyahu, that it eats and drinks, there's no difference, that's of Eliyahu. The water that was in the trough, it licked up. Eichelos lachen k'yeveshen, it eats um, wet or dry the same, that's the marocha, like we saw, the Deishen marocha will burn whether it's dry or whether it's wet or dry, something's moist or dry. Yesh esh doicha esh, that a fire that pushes away a fire, the Gavriel, that's Gavriel's fire, right? That was by Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah. So Gavriel came and pushed away the fire that was there to burn up Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah. He pushed that, he came and cooled it off Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah, and Azariah by bringing his fire down there. And he pushed the fire, that fire to burn the other the people around him. Around Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah, they were trying to burn them. And the fire that consumes another fire, that's Shechina, Dharma, Mar, Martot, Hoshe, that's Boi, Beinayim, Vesarfan, that a Kodesh who stuck his finger amongst the Malachim, which were made out of the Shrafan, the Malachim, all made out of fire, Vesarfan, and burnt them up. So you see that there is a fire, the fire of the Shechina can be consume other fire. Now, we said, For Ashen HaMarracha, Afil, Kola, Rucha, Shabbat, Emezizis, Arisim, Mekamah. We said that the Ashen HaMarracha, if it is, even if all the winds in the world blow, it's still not going to move it. Out of its place, it's going to stay in its place. Verily, Amar of Amar of Yitzchak bar Avdim of Yitzchak bar Avdim, he says, "Mitzay yom tov ha'achon shalchag, and mitzay yom tov ha'achon shalchag." Hakol tzayfin la'ashanam erachah. Everybody would look to see the ashanam erachah to see which way it was blowing. Noy to klape tzayfin. If it was leaning towards the north, which means a southern wind, a wind blowing to the north is coming. Aniim smechim balabatim atzayfin. The aniim were happy, and the balabatim were sad because what it means is that the rains are going to be plentiful, and it's going to cause that the the grain grows, and the grain that they have in the storehouses are going to rot, so they have to bring it out. Because it's going to rot, they'd have to sell everything cheap. There's going to be a lot of rain, and their paris are going to rot, so they couldn't store it. Not to clap a darm if it was going to the south, it was blowing to the south. So then, So now the anim were, uh, were sad, and the balabatim were happy because... They were going to have their grain was would last and to be able to keep the market prices higher. Not to clap is going to the east. Hakol everybody's happy. Clapping Marv, going to the west, and everybody was sad. If it's going to the east, then it was a, if it, w- it was an in between year. So there, 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 there will be plentiful grain, and there will be the grain will be the right amount, and it will and it won't rot, so they can last and hold it. So Gemara answers. No, the Ozlov Asi Kedikli it swayed like a palm tree. However, it did not disperse. So what would it mean that the Ashen of the Marocha didn't move, wouldn't move from a place? It means it would stay a stick, thick stack of smoke, but it wouldn't and it wouldn't disperse. But it did move. It swayed around in its place. Amar Mar. Everybody is happy. Everybody is sad. I'll ask you a If it's going east, right? So then, then it's always good. An eastern wind is always good, which means it's going to blow from the east to the west. going from the a, a, a western wind. That means it's coming from the west, going east, right? So now it's klape mizrach. Then that would be loylem kasher. It's forever bad. A, a northern wind is good for grain, for the grain, for wheat, when, once they've reached a third of its growth, and it's bad for zesim once, once it starts to, behind it starts to um, blossom or dry out its, um, once the trees start to blossom, create the, 
the syrups in it. Ruach droimis kashal chitin b'shal sheviu sus v'yafel zaysim b'zman sheinchalitim. And a southern wind is bad for wheat once it reaches a third of its growth, and it's good for the zaysim once it starts to be chaynet. V'amra of Yosef v'yisemem marzot v'yisimanoch. And and Rabbi Yosef said said b'shem and some say it was marzot said simanoch shulchan mitzafim menarei b'darim. The simen is that the shulchan which it represents. Um, Ashiras is in the Tzafan and the Naira is in the Dharam. That's why the Shulchan was in the Tzafan because it represents Ashiras. So a northern wind is good. So what, how do you answer that? We see that where the wind is blowing from the west and towards the east is bad. And yet we're saying that when the Ashen is, the Ashen of the smoke is going to the west, it is, it is, uh, when it's going to, to, to the east, it's good. It says, <coughs> Hi, it's not of the zaysim, it's good. The southern wind is good for the oil, so it's good for the menorah. So with the, you see that the simon is based on where the, where each one was. That wind is good. So what you see that the eastern western winds are kasha on based on the way the ocean is blowing. It says like kasha halon havlahu. This is referring to Yisrael. It's good, but here for us in Bavel, for us it's going to be that which is good for them in Yisrael is bad for us here in Bavel because it's much it's a much um, wetter climate. Um, they, they were low down and all the rains everything flowed down to Bavel and it was a much moister climate so therefore it was bad for them the, the, the winds that were good for Eretz Yisrael were bad for um, were bad for Bavel and vice versa Hadran Allah Shivas Yom